0: CineBuds is supported by Associated Bank CineBuds, CineBuds Two buddies, buddies, talking about about cinema Hey, 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 hey Hello, I'm 889's Justin Barney I'm Milwaukee Films' Christopher Pollard We are CineBuds And today we're talking about the movie The Donut King Donut time Very tasty. (laughs) Uncle Ted has a very interesting reputation in our family. What I heard about him is that he had a lot of money and had a lot of donut shops. Dunkin' Donuts found it so hard to break into the L.A. market. In the the late- Donut King oh. is a documentary about Ted Noy, Cambodian immigrant to L.A. who started a donut empire. It is one gigantic scoop of the American dream. It's a bit of... Uh, big industrious man with a bit of a shady past and how he came to power his rise and fall and then rise again. It has like a bunch of, it hits on a bunch of like big documentary themes and uh, puts them like donuts, like donuts, Uh, a bunch of themes that like work really well for documentaries, you know, like a big thing that you don't know, uh, a troubled story of someone that you have never heard of.
1: It could really feel at a moment. uh, There's a moment in that I was like, something bad's about to happen. Something bad's (laughs) about to happen.
0: And then also uh, a great bit of niche food culture, um, the history and story of donuts in LA. Kay Polly, what did you think? I have so
1: many thoughts. And here's the first thing that everyone needs to know before you watch this film. Do not watch it while eating a salad because it was the saddest experience I've had eating is watching uh, this beautiful footage while eating a bland salad for dinner. I don't know what I was thinking. I made a terrible decision.
0: I watched it while eating a pint of Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, that
1: makes a lot more sense. It's like watching Great British Bake Off and then eating like boiled chicken. <laughs> um, uh, so the donut, honestly, the, do- <laughs> the donut footage is overwhelming in this movie. Yuck. It's so good. but uh, And then they pair it. You cannot pair a movie about donuts with a history of genocide in, cu- in a country like Cambodia, you would <laughs> think. But this beautiful, fun, sweet story paired with this strife of unimaginable scope is surprisingly mm-hmm. um, still quite hopeful. When you go from something so horrendous to something so delightful. Sure. And there of obviously there are bumps and, uh, and gullies along the way, but it is such a delightful story. Uh, you know, obviously paired with intense tragedy, which you're right makes it, that's like the perfect documentary fodder.
0: Yeah. Uh, and so you liked it.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I will say this is one of the (laughs) most popular movies we had at this year's festival because it was also a festival film, and now it's on Sofa Cinema. But I heard about this movie the whole time, and I just watched it yesterday.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That is why we're doing it because of the audience reaction from the film fest and because it's at Sofa Cinema. And rightfully so. It's an incredibly well-done documentary. There's so much learning. In this movie You learn about um, About donut culture in LA Which is like Which would be worth it itself You learn about uh, The history of America dealing with refugees You learn about The history of Cambodia You learn about this family It is It's really a lot of subjects And learning packed into one Which is what a great documentary does we're going to talk more about it in the podcast. Uh, Christopher said that he's going to list his top five favorite donuts.
1: Sure. Is this I'll true?
0: Go, I'll go to I'll go to twenty if
1: we need to. <laughs> okay. If we need to fill time. Right when we return.
0: This year, film lovers with select smart TV devices can experience Milwaukee Film Festival October 15th through October 29th by watching on their home televisions. Info about Associated Bank's Milwaukee Film Checking at AssociatedBank.com. Member FDIC. Okay, and we are back. Let's just just
1: dig into these donuts Can I say that I genuinely believe (laughs) Donuts If I had one dessert or one sweet treat That I could have uh, 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 Forever It would be donuts
0: Would it? I was watching this I was like donuts are a lot like tacos You know it's like Yeah I get that And maybe it was like the LA culture And like what LA does to to foods like that But it's It's such a good base for whatever you want it to be. It can really, it can be on and take on anything, which is why.
1: It's it's a hand food. It's a hand food. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You can, it's infinite ways that you can change it and be different. And, you know, you can change it to the cronut and you can, you can change the, like the actual batter or you can just do the toppings or you can go like, yeah. So yeah. Donuts. Is that what uh, we came here to talk about? I mean, I whether we we'll like donuts? The, we'll
1: talk about the movie. Sure, we're gonna talk about the movie. But let's dig into donuts a little
0: bit. Honestly, I never really thought twice about like donuts when presented to me. I'm like, oh yeah, I like donuts. Yeah. But I never I never like go out of my way for a donut. And after watching this, I was like, you know, I really do like donuts. Maybe I should go out of my way more often. Donuts and coffee, you know? Yeah, yeah. and I'm not a
1: coffee guy because I have the palate of a (laughs) child. But um, (laughs) here's how out of my way I went for donuts recently. I have not had a good donut in months. And uh, that's not true. I think I've had uh, uh, one or two, but I, we were really craving them the other day, and we were waiting on COVID results. I'm fine, by the way. Uh, but we thought, oh, it's better safe than sorry. We, we should just order food. And I was like, I really want donuts. I did. Uh, uh, sorry. Long story short, I ordered donuts through Grubhub and from a place that I'm pretty sure that, that's those are not the donuts that we were given.
0: Oh, you got some black market donuts! I genuinely. You got some?
1: <laughs> this is my honest theory. We
0: ordered them from a nice
1: donut shop. I believe what donut that, shop. Uh, we went to a honey dip. Okay, which we I've, never dip. Been, I've never been. I've never been. I've never been to Honey Dip, but my uh, girlfriend has. She's Honey talking- Dip donuts. No, no, I haven't. So I was excited, right? I looked on their website. It was like those are pretty donuts. I am going to eat those. And what we received, I am ninety percent sure were gas station
0: donuts. Well, I mean, Honey we- Dip is kind of gas stationy. Seriously, is that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Honey Dip is like the when they were showing the like you know on the East Coast is Duncan on the West Coast is is what was it Winston's. Or something yeah, like that. W- yeah, Winchels. Uh, Winchell's. I was yeah. like, oh, if that w- if they showed like the Midwest, like the predominant chain, I think it would probably be honey dip. Maybe that's just in my mind, but there's I there's like heard there's a bunch of honey dip. dip locations. And they're not it's not like Krispy Kreme or like Holy moly. They're not like artisanal donuts. They're they're oh. kind of like, you know, meat and potatoes, like gas station. Oh, they're okay. they're just like they're a they're a classic donut.
1: I'm glad to know this before I launched my complaint to Grubhub <laughs> and accused one of their drivers of felony theft. <laughs>
0: I think he made his own donuts Grubhub.
1: I think he bought, I think he bought the like Dale gas station donuts. Uh, there's a potential you may need to bleep out honey dip because we're maybe saying bad. No, food. no, 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 <laughs> nah.
0: no, because I love honey dip because like going to like honey dip in, like in West Dallas or there was one over on uh highway 100 is like, I think a lot of people go because of the nostalgia. Like I love going into like an overly bright honey dip, uh, at like, 10 o'clock on a saturday night and okay. it's it's most it's like you're you're reliving a lot of nostalgia it's not like the ones in la where it's like where they showed the, at the end of this movie where they're like instagram capitals you know yeah. where like you go to the donut shop to like post on instagram like not nah, yeah. you go to honey dip to like because like you're doing you're I doing donut you. business i see what you're doing
1: i see what you're doing <laughs> yeah now i love a crispy cream uh, I love Krispy Kreme <laughs> when I discovered we, is we, what we're, we like, like
0: 10 minutes. This is what us. we're talking
1: about. <laughs> okay. I have to get this out. If I can't eat them. I must speak of them. Okay. Yes. I love a Krispy Kreme when I discovered that. That was a Who big doesn't? deal. However, yes. after watching this movie, see, I'm bringing it back. After after watching this movie. Like I want to do donut tourism through uh, California now because oh they featured God. all these shops. Which what you learn in this film is that like ninety five percent of independent uh, donut shops in California were run by Cambodian families. Yes, and Cambodian uh, uh, immigrants, and you see these different shops run by these different people, and they the donuts are crazy beautiful. Like they look mm-hmm. like everyone was hand it took a day to make one donut.
0: Man, I think that would do really well. I would oh, love yeah. to see like a like a travel channel show where it's k Polly. You know, oh. going around the country eating donuts? First of all, I'd be, dead. I'd be dead Travel in a week. Travel channel, are you listening? <laughs> I'd be dead in a week,
1: and I'd be happy to be so.
0: <laughs> I, yeah.
1: I think that we just discovered what my dream job would be. That would be awesome. Yeah. I did, It was fascinating to see the independent spirit. Uh, two things – hit you right off the bat obviously donuts and it makes you instantly want to go <laughs> get a dozen for yourself yeah uh, but also they came here with nothing fleeing horrors in their country and they built up a business that be- that ended up becoming like multi-million dollar a year successful that's astounding yeah. that's what's the first thing that hit me the second thing is and unless unless this was, like, a very f- blinders-on view of how immigrants were treated from Cambodia at that time with, like, Ford and Carter uh, mm. as presidents at the time, uh, I- unless there's more to the story that wasn't put into this doc, we treated immigrants <laughs> so much better than we do today.
0: Absolutely. There was a couple, like, appeals from Jimmy Carter and from Gerald Ford. That were both based on like we are a nation that's made up of immigrants. We yeah. will take these refugees. Like this is this is our history. This is what we do. And that was like the crux of the position of like empathy and compassion yeah. and integrating them, you know, into our country. Was, yeah. that definitely, and that definitely was like a stark contrast to, uh, you know, like what is happening today, where even refugees with, um. You know who are 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 wanted by the political people in their countries are being yeah. put on planes and sent back to those countries. Right.
1: Yeah. It's it's I I've, I realize after watching this. Well, well, first of all, also seeing yeah the president at the time, you know, tell everyone like this is we're this is these are human beings and this Mm -hmm. is how we treat human beings in the United States. Mm -hmm. And then you see the public, you see the community come out. There's people going to these camps that they had to come to when they first got here, which went up in 24 hours. And that's impressive. Uh, You see them come out to entertain the children. You see them donate clothes. You see them sponsor people so they can start their lives. Like that's the kind of influence a good president has On the community, and everyone gets behind it. So, when I was, when I kept hearing about the Donut King being so popular at the festival, I was like, I mean, it's about a donut shop, and I'm sure it's pretty cool. And like, that sounds great to me, but what is it that's really making people love this movie? And I'm, I'm 100% sure it was that.
0: And it is, and it is, it's, it, it it shows how that, like, that compassion for refugees and that compassion for immigrants and that willingness to, you know, to bring them in, uh, it shows like then then shows the embodiment of the american dream which is a very large part of this is that this you know <clears throat> here is here is a, a a refugee from cambodia who came here literally knowing nothing and having nothing and then coming into la going going to a donut shop to learn how to make donuts yeah. and then creating an empire from nothing. I mean, it is at, like at its core it is the most basic story of the American dream, yeah. which I you know which is like appealing to us all and I think that that's what this movie does really well is it mixes it's a documentary about food culture, it's a documentary about immigrants and immigration and the history of Cambodia and it's it's um it's it's the embodiment of the american dream through all of these things right and it's also a uh, you know a, a documentary about a very interesting and enterprising man which yeah. is also like a subject of documentary so it's like the culmination of a uh, of a number of uh, well-hitting documentaries all like rolled into one
1: and that, that's true and that what I, what i think elevates it even a little bit more is that within this perfect american dream story is the reality of an american dream story which is that the american dream can corrupt you
0: totally and and it was it it even got the like the the structure of it you know is was it did like hit like a Uh, MTV behind the music you know it it was like here is the humble beginnings here's the rise to fame and then here is where like greed and drugs and like this is the the it goes from the American dream to the American corruption right and the the downfall
1: and another yeah so seeing the comparison to the treat treatment of immigrants then and now but then also seeing another very familiar theme which is that money uh in our culture corrupts even mm-hmm. even the sweetest and ted is like the sweetest guy and he is and the love story with him and his wife oh, literally could not be sweeter their family is delightful their extended family is delightful their patrons yeah. are delightful but despite all that despite incredible character that american dream and all that money and wealth especially in this country, because it's so put up on a pedestal that you can do whatever you want. You're like untouchable. It corrupts even the, the kindest heart. And I thought that was the, honestly, one of the most point of his particular story. One of the most poignant bits of it is that this sweet man, even, even he can't go untouched by that kind of corruption of, of money.
0: Yeah, it was like, literally, it was like, here's this sweet man who is, who will literally take 50 people into his house to live there yeah. at a time and like sponsored over a hundred families from Cambodia, just like literally like put them up in his house, gave them food, gave them bread, gave them jobs, gave them a start. And then one day he went to Vegas.
1: Yeah. and <laughs> I was like, it was like that, that was uh, it, you know? I mean... Vegas is a, is a hard trap not to fall into for, sh- for many. So I get it. Uh, uh, not me cause I'm very stingy, but mm. I mean, yeah, that, that was a set. And the whole time there's a whole sequence. Like we were talking about where it's like, this is also delightful, but Oh, there's 40 minutes left of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I know they're not, it's not going to be more delightful. I mean, it was more delightful, but there was definitely an element of a crash.
0: Yeah. Um I and I and I think they handled the the fourth act in uh I I think they they handled that in a very good way. I was like yeah. It is a classic story arc. They do not stray away from a classic documentary story arc and I was like okay, here's here's the beginning, here's the rise, here's the fall, where's the you have to have a resolve and I think they handled the, the resolve well too.
1: No. And I never stopped being hungry at any point during the film, which is great. <laughs> yeah. I also like to commend the illustrations and animation they used. I yeah. just, at first I'm like, this is pretty standard, but I look closer. The portraits they have in there are really beautifully done. Yeah, I love, I know it's a, another staple of documentaries is to use a little bit of animation or illustration. And I hope that doesn't go away. I genuinely think it, I, I rarely have. I thought it doesn't add to the film once in a yeah. while, yeah, but not, yeah. Not
0: often. Like in, uh, the fight for democracy. When we watched that too, Yeah, and they had like those illustrations too. Just a really, a, a great job of like filling in those, uh, the bits of the story with, you know, instead of like B roll footage, which Jake right. also had like a lot of,
1: yeah, madness. it mixes it up. It's a nice visual element, yeah, and I love people who employ illustrators and animators. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's great. So, but.
0: Donut King, I feel yeah, I'm for it. I'm for it. I'm pro. I'm for Donut King. It it didn't. It, I wasn't like this is one of the greatest documentaries in the history of documentaries. That's a high. That's a high bar. It's it's a high bar. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was no parking lot movie. No, it was one of the better. I watched a bunch of movies this weekend, and it is one of the better ones I watched
0: for sure. A great way to spend an hour and a half. Learned a lot. I feel like that's what I always want from a documentary is to like to learn a bunch and learned a lot. Like you know, next time you know either of us in our are in LA, we're gonna be you know that a donut shop is like ninety five percent of them are run by Cambodian immigrants. It'll be like what a like. Dunkin' Donuts tried to enter the market in LA and could not because of all these mom and pop yeah. Cambodian donut shops. What a great story. What, oh. a,
1: like, what a great tidbit. And I love the like the community support for one of the shops that was up against, I won't yeah. I, I talk about everything that happens in the movie, but yeah. oh, that was so delightful to see. And it, it also honestly just encourages me. And I already feel like I do this as much as I can, but it's like, yeah. I need to seek out these mom and pop shops, find alternatives to everything I buy from giant box stores or or big chains and just find those niche places that have this better product and better and I also better really
0: like that there were although there were like a million Christie's donut shops, it was never franchised. It was never like here is a here is a like a streamlined merchandising here is like a oh, like uniform yeah. branding. It was it was not like, hey, we're gonna be a uh, you know, we're gonna be a a chain. It was just like a chain of independent little tiny stores, which yeah. I which like I'm for, you know because
1: like technically I think that is a chain, but it's it, each each one had its own uh way of doing things. Yeah. there's a, there a lot of like, uniformity to like when they eventually uh, started their own distribution for supplies and stuff, which was incredibly smart and lucrative mm-hmm. and just for their community, which was mm-hmm. amazing. Um, there was a little bit of that, but you could tell in the donuts, like in the, like in the actual heart of the sh- each shop, that was something they each brought something different. So that's, that's rare. That's the rare that you don't, that you see.
0: Last little detail in donut King. Um, I love the Cambodian writing.
1: Oh yeah, the letter like the letters?
0: Yeah, I have like a a Cambodian record and it has that Cambodian writing too and it's like it's such uh a, it's a, it's a it's a beautiful alphabet.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but I just I think that was the first time I knew that they ha- that there was a different alphabet there. I'll have to look into that. It looks really interesting.
0: Okay, Donut King we liked it. You should see it. It's on Sofa Cinema. Yeah. Gets so. Oh yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. I was so passive about that. Uh MKEfilm.org slash Sofa Cinema. Um, members get discounts.
0: Right on. Okay, Christopher. Let's do my favorite segment. What else are you watching.
1: watching? I tried to make a a theme song just now. It didn't work.
0: We can we can make that happen in the future.
1: <laughs> so what uh, what else have I been watching? Yeah. All right. Let's see. Um, I did recently watch the new Adam McGowan movie, guest uh, guest of honor, and it's with David Thewlis, who I really like. He's a British actor. Adam McGowan is interesting because when he was younger, in his beginning of his career, he did stranger films, a little bit more experimental. Did a movie called Calendar when he was younger. I really loved. Anyway point is uh independent uh canadian director but in his later career he made honestly kind of boring films his films tend to be real somber and sad and this is this is no exception (laughs) but this is the first time this is the first one of his films in this part of his career that i've really really liked uh it's a sad uh film but there's like a mystery that gets revealed as you go, which I really liked. I thought it was really well done, mm. but uh, it's on the Criterion channel right now. Um, mm. But yeah, guest of honor by Adam McGoyan. If you're an Adam McGowan fan, this is like a return to some, some decent filmmaking from him.
0: Guest of honor.
1: Yeah. What
0: have you been watching? I finished, I finished better call Saul.
1: Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which um, was fantastic. And I am, it just like consumed my life. And before that, I was watching Fargo and I normally don't watch like hour-long dramas. Yeah. So now that I'm like caught up on my, you know, prestigious hour-long dramas and series that everyone yeah. can see <laughs> are some of the best in uh, TV movie history, um, I am excited to watch movies again. <laughs> yeah, i I feel like I'm kind of ready to get into like a project again before this. I was
1: oh, yeah.
0: on that, um, on that Werner Herzog kick. And I was like, Oh, sure. I was like, maybe I find like a new director or actor. You know, kind it's, of thing.
1: it's funny you bring that up. Cause I forgot I was going to mention this today too. Um, in, in that, uh, in that vein of your projects, which I, mm-hmm. I have always been jealous of, mm-hmm. uh, I was thinking how much I love this the Christmas Carol story. Oh, yeah. And I did watch uh A Muppet Christmas Carol the other day. One of the best.
0: Just the I I think my favorite of that story.
1: Is that true? Because yeah, yeah. we did this sh- we did this sh- our Muppet show a while back where we listed our favorite Muppet show and I was yeah. like that was at the top of my list. I think I realized I may not have ever seen this film before. <laughs> I had this sense that I had and that I loved it. And now after watching it, I was like, I don't think I saw this. I don't know what happened in my brain. And I did not care for it. What? Michael Caine? Yeah, Michael Caine. Honestly, Michael Caine was great. And he gave a performance that seemed different than it should be for a
0: Muppets Christmas Carol. Like, it was intense. That's interesting. (laughs) It was. That's interesting because I don't... I don't, like... Truly love the Christmas Carol story, yeah. I think, like and so, um, and like all the movies, I like. I think always feel kind of short. Sure. I like maybe maybe someday someone will do one that's like truly, you know, breaks through to me. But yeah. I feel like this is a story that is a classic story every Christmas that I'm not like totally in love with, and so I am totally in love with the Muppets, and so oh, maybe sure. I just, like fall on being like this that is my favorite it. version of this.
1: I I I didn't realize that was the first uh, Brian Henson directed Muppets movie. Yeah, and yeah. I I def I liked a lo- I liked a lot of parts of it. I hated every song in the movie. <laughs> oh what? Oh the songs I thought were so bad. Like, oh get out of here! I mean, you it's impossible to live up to the Muppet movie. Like the, those songs were. Un- oh I un- mean it's, it's impossible. But I really oh. I was watching it. was like I don't like these songs. We're getting off track though. Here's what here's what I was realizing is that I do love the story. I read the I read the Charles Dickens book and I like that. I've always liked that story. You know, I love Scrooge with Bill Murray.
0: Well, but, yeah, that is it. Um, yeah.
1: But I I do want there's so many versions of this out there and I am interested to start digging into them. So I think I might do at least two, two well, I don't know how ambitious I am. I would like to do maybe two or three a week. So that I could mean,
0: be a, a fun episode if we just did Christmas Charles carols. Dickens Christmas Carol, yeah. yeah. I, uh, we'll see the how Christmas f- Carol episode. I'm starting early. I feel like I'm starting,
1: you know, mid November. I can get through a good chunk of them.
0: I would love to do that. Yeah. So stay tuned. I'm going to watch some okay. more. Okay. Yeah, we should definitely do like a yeah holiday movie one. Yeah, for sure. But okay, um, that wraps it up. That sounds That'd good. Be- Jonah King and while we're watching this is CineBuds edited by DJ Kenny Perez we get handcrafted Sonic inspiration from the License Lab uh, our theme song is from Brett Newski thank you to Associated Bank oh my gosh thank you very much to our members of 89 Radio Milwaukee and Milwaukee Film. You're the best around. And finally, thank you Christopher Pollard!
1: Oh, that was unexpected. I have no speech prepared.
0: Thank you. And goodbye! Bye, everybody.